Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Tech Tester Podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about the one thing on everyone's minds, the Apple event. We will cover everything unveiled in this episode, so stay tuned for that. First, I'd like to say a word for Tim Cook's silent support for Ukraine by subtly, subtly wearing their flag colors. He was rocking a navy blue sweater with a yellow Apple Watch wristband. After banning sales in Russia, it's a great way to send support without publicly saying anything. Now, into the nitty-gritty. So, to kick things off, new colors. It's become a pattern with Apple. They released a new color a couple months after the unveiling of their iPhone 12, which was purple. They've done it again this time. The 13 got a green, and the 13 Pro got a slightly lighter green, called Alpine Green. But why would they do this? Well, this is just a big business tactic. Apple is silently reminding everyone, hey, don't forget about the iPhone. We're still here, amidst all the other launch events. Also, you have to remember that the price a phone costs to be manufactured drops as the phone ages. So instead of buying the iPhone 14 full price when it comes out when manufacturing is expensive, they would rather you buy a full price iPhone 13 now, since manufacturing is cheaper, which makes Apple can make more profit. Okay, the iPhones are done. Oh wait, not yet. We still have the iPhone SE. That's right, the newest edition of Apple's budget, cheap. Wait, scratch that. I guess it's still cheap, but they raised the price to $4.29 from $3.99 for a design that looks like it's straight out of 2017. And that's basically it for the design. Assuming you've seen the 2020 iPhone SE, the new one is absolutely indistinguishable from that one. However, there has been a bit of the spec bump on the inside. The A13 has been bumped up to the A15, and it now supports 5G. It also supposedly fixes the 2020 iPhone SE's biggest problem, which was battery life. In this modern day and age where even cheaper phones are hitting 6 to 8 hours of screen on time, the 2020 iPhone SE barely managed to hit 4. If you're interested, I would suggest waiting for an actual battery test of that thing. So, now we're on to a separate lineup, the iPads. Specifically, the iPad Air. It seems Apple like to keep the body and design of their devices exactly the same as their previous models, because the iPad Air suffers the same fate as the iPhone SE. The iPad is, again, indistinguishable from their older model. However, it includes yet another spec bump on the inside. But this is big. The iPad Air just got the iPad Pro's chip. That's right the M1. This fact leads me to believe that Apple's next event will hold a much more updated model of the iPad Pro with, in my guess, a much faster trip. The fact that the Air is so close to the performance of the Pro, only outmatched because of the fact that the Pro has more RAM, degrades the reputation and value of the Pro, which I don't think will last for long. That means incredible performance on a whole other level. I don't even need to say anything. You've seen the fantastic reviews about the MacBook Air and the iPad Pro. It will fly through anything you need to do. 
but that's nothing compared to what's next. I'm sure you've heard of the new MacBook Pros. It was named as some of the best tech unveiled in 2021. The 14-inch shipped with the M1 Pro and the 16-inch shipped with the M1 Max. And these laptops, especially the 16-inch, flew through workloads. Creators like MKBHD, which edit high-level 4K footage, ditch their $50,000 Mac Pro setups and work from the laptop. Close your eyes. Imagine if that power was doubled. If it was fused together. Quite literally. Okay. Now stop imagining. Open your eyes. Come back to reality. Your imagination has come true. Apple literally fused two M1 Maxes together to create the M1 Ultra. And the result? Simply put, insane. With a 20-core CPU, out of which 16 are performance of the other four are efficiency, and a 64-core GPU, this thing is a monster. And it's now in the newest of Apple products, Mac Studio. Design-wise, it's really just a thick Mac Mini. But internally, it has already outperformed those $50,000 cheese grater Mac Pros. That begs the question, is this the end of the Mac Pro? Costing $8,000 at everything maxed out, surely there's nothing better than the Mac Studio. However, Apple said something very sneaky at the end. To paraphrase, they said that the Mac Pro would be the last device to finally transition into their fully silicon goal. So if you still want to wait, wait. Rest assured that the Mac Pro is coming soon. All right then, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Before you go, make sure to spare some time, whether you're killing time in an Uber or waiting in an insanely long line, to listen to me, the tech tester. I will be back sometime in the next week, to, and make sure to be stay tuned for that. Until then, peace.